Enjoy fun adventures as you sail away together and experience the extraordinary marriage you desire. Join us in April 2025 for the Six Pillars at Sea Marriage Getaway. Yes, we are taking Six Pillars cruising and we want you to join us. Get all the details at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash getaway. Use promo code SHIPSAHOY to get $500 off your registration today. We'll see you there. Episode 125, Fantasize With Me. Welcome back to One Extraordinary Marriage, where we talk about life, love, and the pursuit of intimacy. You're here with Elisa DiLorenzo. And Tony DiLorenzo. And I actually made it through the intro. It took us about four times. <laughs> yes, it did. Just one of those nights where, you, you know, you guys know it. Every once in a while, you get a case of the giggles, and it's very hard to then suddenly shift gears and be all serious. And I, I told Elisa we should have kept it in. You guys would have liked the blooperish. Uh, yeah, no. All right. No, no, no. Well, let's get it going. So this past weekend, Elisa and I were on our annual marriage retreat with our church, Church at Rancho Bernardo, and it was really fun. You know, last year wasn't too great. We we didn't enjoy it. I mean, we had a good time ourselves there, just getting away from the kids, but we, we just didn't feel like it had a lot of substance at times, and so we almost didn't go this year, and... A friend of mine, Leo, who is one of the coordinators for the marriage retreat, we had been talking to him about a month, month and a half ago. Mm-hmm. It was right before they closed registration and we had talked and he had mentioned some things that they were going to change specifically. They were going to do some breakout groups with just the men, with just the women. And um, that was of interest to Elisa and I. So we pulled the plug and we, we went for it. Mm-hmm. And it was great. I mean, all, all the way up until like Saturday afternoon when I ended, started not feeling well and we actually didn't make the last session. Yeah. And that put a damper for me on the weekend because I was planning on having a lot of sex, which Well, okay. So here's the funny didn't, thing. Well, we have, to, we have to back up to getting there on Friday with the whole sex. Yes. Thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if you've listened to us with any, for any length of time uh, and or if you're brand new. Welcome. Uh, Welcome. We love you guys. Welcome to, you know, One Extraordinary Marriage and all the quirky things that are the DeLorenzos. Uh, we use condoms as our form of birth control. Amen. And so we get there Friday afternoon and all of a sudden we both look at each other and it's like, who packed the condoms? Right. Oh, yeah, that would be nobody packed the condoms. So, you know, of course, then it's that whole, okay, where's the nearest drugstore? So there was a Walgreens that we had spotted on our way in. So, you know, we head back there and we get a three pack of condoms. So the thought that goes through my head and mine, we didn't actually discuss this until Sunday when I wasn't feeling well, but, um, was, wow, we've got three condoms. We might as well just, you know, use up the pack while we're here. Right. Cause we would have gone Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, you know, I mean, we've done seven days. We've done, you know, 10 days. I mean, surely we can do three. Right. And if you want to do seven days straight, you can grab our book called Seven Days of Sex Challenge at sevendaysofsex.com. It is still selling like mad. So if you haven't gotten your Kindle edition, that's all it comes in, go check it out, sevendaysofsex.com. So, you know, here we are Friday. Friday's great. Um, opening session, you know. I mean, whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait. Let, let's, let's back up. So session starts, registration starts at 630. Oh, so Lisa, get, Lisa is very anal when it comes to getting places on time. So registration starts at 630. 
session doesn't start till seven, which really means we could be there at 6.50. All we're going to do is pick up our badges and walk inside. It's not that far. So that's just what it is. What ends up happening is that we get going. Well, hold on. First off, she goes, no, no, no. Please call the shuttle service so that they'll pick us up and bring us to the conference room in time. Mind you, it's like 105 to 110 out in the desert. It's hot. We're, We're sort of on the far end of this resort. So I understood it. And we ha- also had to bring a box of marriage magazines that we were delivering to everybody in attendance. Right. You guys saw the article post up on Facebook right. uh, a couple weeks ago. Right. And if you haven't, you can go to the four E's um, of marriage. I'm, I'm spacing that article I wrote on one extraordinary marriage right now. Anyways, so Elisa goes, we'll call the shuttle service, have them pick us up at 640. Okay. No problem. So I call, hey, can we have a pickup at 640? Well, as I turn around, Elisa's naked in bed. I'm thinking, excellent. It was my day to initiate. Hello. Let, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, all over it. All over it. So we're getting ramped up. We're getting into this. Knock, knock, knock. <laughs> Express service. Knock, knock, knock. Express service. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, no. So I'm I'm running around. Looking for my shorts to get because we can't find the, the hotel robe. Because we can't find the hotel robe to tell the guy, yeah, I asked for a six forty pickup, not a five forty pickup. And so he's like, "I'm sorry, okay, thank you." <laughs> We're right in the middle of something here. Can you please come back at another time? All I'm thinking is, uh, um okay, I'm coming to the door, shorts on, no shirt, messed up hair. Get a clue. I know. So that started it off, which we thought was just hilarious. And as many of you know, once you get sort of out of that mode and where you're at to try to get back into it and... Heard, pull it off. Yeah, I know, but it, it still takes time to foster that and get back into it. Right. And so, so Friday night, you know, we ended up pulling it all together. Then the shuttle was actually late picking us up, which just makes me anxious. I just don't like to be late. Right. Then Elisa is just all over the place. Anyway, we get there. It's a fabulous opening session. Um, Saturday morning, we get up. We go for a walk together. We have breakfast. Great Saturday. Other Great than Saturday. Um, the afternoon. Loved the breakout sessions. And it's actually something as, you know, we start to look forward to things that we'll do in the future. Love having the male-female sessions as part of a, a couple's marriage retreat. Yeah. There, there's a lot of power there toward, for members of the same sex to be able to like share some of their concerns. Yeah, totally. In, in a safe, you know, my husband's not going to look at me cross-eyed or my wife's not going to elbow me in the ribs type of thing. It's like, no, we're just going to, we're going to talk about some of these things. Um, and then Saturday night we go out to the pool and I'm just like, wow, you know, my eyeballs hurt. And then, you know, I told Tony, I'm like, I just need to go lay down. And, you know, you get into bed and that achiness that just like permeates down your legs and you're feeling kind of feverish. And I was done. I mean, we made it to dinner Saturday night and then I... Like 8.30. Yeah, it was like a late dinner because I had napped. And um, then Sunday, it was it was a bummer because they always do a recommitment ceremony as part of the closing session on Sunday. And 
we missed it just because I didn't know what I had and just didn't want to get anybody else sick, you know, and I was just fatigued. So the weekend did not go as planned. We only used one condom out of that box of three, which was not, um, you know, not anything that, you know, that's not the way either one of us wanted it to go. And I knew that Mm -hmm. Tony was so disappointed. It wasn't just, it wasn't just that physical connection. It was just, you know, being able to do these things together. Right. You know, like he got up and he went for a walk himself on Sunday because I was just in no mood to go walking in 100 degree heat. Um, What it comes down to folks, and, and I caught myself many a times from Saturday to Sunday when we left, even coming home. You know, we, we had to go pick up our kids and then all the way home. We've talked about it before. Expectations. The expectations I had of the weekend and how those expectations were unmet. Mm-hmm. And I really had to put myself in check because it could have gone really bad. Yeah. You know, in my mind, and because I've been reading about this so much, I knew what was happening. So I could stop myself, sort of like take myself, like remove myself from the situation and realize where I was heading. Mm -hmm. And so what I had to do was just go, you know what? She's sick. You know, this isn't what she planned. This isn't, you know, and that happens in life. You know, things just happen. The kids get sick. Somebody gets hurt. A business meeting comes up. An event that may hamper something that you wanted to do, but interferes. So for me, it was a really big learning session for myself to just go, you know what? I'm going to just... I know what I want to do and I know I'd like to just explode and get upset and and at about the situation, not at Elisa per se, but I was just like, you know what, I'm going to just serve. And, you know, when it was getting close to the, that session on Sunday at 10 a.m., Elisa was just like, oh, no, we'll go. And I'm sitting there going, you know what, babe, just lay down, rest, relax, you know, don't don't kill yourself here. We'll just hang out. I'll read. We have the room till 1 p.m. Let's just enjoy our presence together here. Yeah, we're not having sex. Yeah, we're not having deep conversations. Yeah, we're not going to be able to do this stuff. But you know what? We're here together and we're without the kids. And that's where I had to put myself. So, And I think because we have been... Um we have made our communication such a priority and and this is something we've shared with you guys numerous times. I was very aware of the fact that, that there was that level of unmet expectations that he was very disappointed, but I could also tell that he was working very hard to keep it in check. Mm. Like I knew, I knew there was a part of him that just wanted to be like, seriously, we came all the way out here. Uh, We're not going to the sessions. You're miserable. What's this all about? We could have done this at home. Right. type of thing but he never he never did that and he never came down on me or he never grumbled about me being sick you know and that's that's one of those times in a marriage when you start to see real growth happening when when the person whose expectations are unmet through no fault of the other person i mean it wasn't like i set out to go spend this weekend and you know come down with this like achy fever thing right uh, that would have been that would have yeah. been stupid to do but for Tony to realize that and say, you know what? I just need to keep myself in check. I, I need to remember that this is not an intentional action, you know? And so, you know, we came home and it was actually kind of funny when we both discovered that 
that three pack of condoms was, you know, like we both had the same goal for that three pack. And, you know, we wound up our weekend on a good note. Oh, we did. So where does this all come for fantasizing? Okay. So here's, here's where it comes. So by the time we get home last night, Elisa's feeling a little bit better. I mean, she was feeling good enough that we ended up having sex, but that, that was the end result. Here's where we're going to, what we want to talk about tonight is that Elisa put on this very beautiful. It was just a little sundress, but she looks just so good in it. I mean, just, she just looks awesome. Even though she felt like crap, I think she looked like a million bucks. And so I was getting turned on. I, I was, I, I, you know, we discussed what our goals were for the weekend. We both had it, even though we, it was unspoken. And so as we're driving back to pick up the kids, I'm fantasizing about Elisa, you know, maybe the skirt gets pulled up a little bit more so I can see a little something or her playing with herself in the car. These were just sort of fantasize. These were fantasies I was having in my mind about my wife. And what we want to talk about today are about fantasies and role play and how they play and can play an important role in your marriage, but they also can be detrimental in your marriage. Mm -hmm. And we've been in both places. Right. So before we get to the good stuff that happened when we got home, let's talk about some of the bad stuff that has happened in our marriage about fantasies and role play and sort of the, the journey and the avenues we took. And we really have to go back before the 60 days. Yes. Um, because since then, it's been it, night it, and day different. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, again, long-term listeners know, new, new listeners may not know, but Tony wrestled with pornography addiction for 18, almost 20 years. Yeah. And one of the ways that that came into our bedroom was through role play and fantasies in that um, there were times that the only way to get him aroused would be for me to verbally pretend to be someone else Mm -hmm. or to bring in through description other women into our bedroom. Right. Um, You know, it was only ever physically the two of us, but through what I was able to describe to him. And this could be, you guys have seen pictures of Lisa. She's a beautiful brunette with brown eyes. Just absolutely lovely. But what I was bringing into that bedroom and what Elisa would be describing to me, maybe a blonde hair, blue eyed Mm -hmm. or a redhead, you know, or whatever, you know, the female look of choice was for me. And so, you know, as a woman, as a wife, it got to the point where um, even though I was willingly participating in this, mm-hmm. um, I could tell you that he was not having sex with me. And I think some wives will be asking, well, why did you do it then? Because we were at a point in time in our marriage where that was the only thing that would get you aroused. And was it worth getting me aroused doing, was it worth you doing that to get me aroused? In hindsight, probably not. Mm -hmm. At the time we didn't have the communication skills. We didn't have the ability to talk through 
our sex life, for a good portion of that, you were still very much in the throes of that addiction. Mm -hmm. And so I think even if we had been able to talk about it, I don't think that you would have necessarily changed. I, right. I, I don't know. I, I'm not going to, that, that would be my perception right. of the circumstances. Um, you know, and it got to be one of those things where it's like, well, you know, or if I, you know, if I wanted it to be over quick, you know, little fantasy, little role play, boom, he's done. I can go on. And, you know, it kept me at times from having to be engaged with you mm-hmm. because I wasn't getting anything out of it. So we might as well just, you know, get you taken care of so that I can, you know, go back to reading my book or whatever else was more satisfactory than our sex life at that time. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and for me as a guy and as a husband and looking back at this, I now realize how detrimental it is and was back then I didn't, I was only looking to satisfy myself. It was very, I was in a very selfish place, but now I do see how detrimental that was because just as if I was looking at porn, this was degrading my wife. You know, God made us one. The two shall become one. We were together, but this wasn't. This was this was soiling that beautiful bond because I wasn't in those throws, in those times. There was no vision of Elisa in my mind. Just wasn't. And I can see now how detrimental that was. Because really, the lovemaking sucked. Yeah, I was able to ejaculate. But there was no deep connection there. The, the, the sexual intimacy was not anywhere near what it is today. It was, it was truly a physical encounter. Mm-hmm. Yep. There, there was no emotional intimacy there. It was, it was sex, purely physical, and that was it. That was it, yeah, and so, so we've been there, and what we'll say is that if you're there now, and you're doing this in your bedroom, it's probably time for one of your state of your state of our marriage conversations, because it most likely is tweaking and irking one of you or both of you, it, and this this whole fantasy thing. This can go both ways. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Because I, I have had numerous conversations with women. Well, and we even did too. Th- yeah. Th- there were, yeah. Def- I mean, there were was, definitely times very, that you were. Very minimal co- in, in comparison. I'm not saying that I didn't. I'm just saying that, you know, like if we had to look at. The, I, oh, yeah. Because yeah. I'm just, that's just not. Right. I, I, if it we just wasn't did, as right. comfortable for me. But there were still times yes. that you did. And, you know, so all that to say is, ladies, if you're in your mind, making love to someone besides your husband, we're also talking to you. Mm-hmm. We're not just talking to the guys that are making love in their minds to someone besides their wife. And, and you know, I, I'm just, I'm just laying it out there. Mm-hmm. Fantasies work both ways. I, you know, <laughs> kind of goes back to that whole 50 shades of gray thing that I know a lot of you are reading. Um, fantasies come into the bedroom and you know, if you're not making love in your mind to your husband or wife, when you're having sex with them, it's a problem. Right. It's a problem because it just tears down your marriage. I mean, you might as well be looking at porn or having an affair. Mm-hmm. That's what you're doing. 
Yeah, and, and don't forget our, our show we did, The Grass Isn't Always Greener. I mean, that was all about an emotional affair, you know? And in this sense, you are having a physical, you know, interaction with your spouse, with somebody else in your mind. Mm-hmm. You are somewhere else with somebody else. Fortunately for me, I never took it farther than that. Others have. They have sought out those fantasies and have seen their marriages crumble. Some have been able to rectify after that. You know, I can only praise God that I didn't take those next steps. You know, and go for it. Oh, I should say, but we did have to deal with the emotional fallout. Oh, yeah, definitely. And that's that's why, you know, when people are like, well, why why'd you go along with it? Or, you know, why didn't, you know, you're calling it. And I know some of you will have a big problem with me calling it, you know, equating it to porn or adultery. I, I, I can hear you just cringing when I say that right now. And that's fine. I, I want you to have a problem with it. Because mm-hmm. it's going to make you stop and think about what you're doing. Mm-hmm. From when we began this podcast, there's a reason it's called one. And that's because two become one. And we weren't there in the early years of our marriage. Mm-mm. We weren't there for the first 11. You know, so we speak from the experience of what this does. We are not up on some high and mighty horse telling you guys, well, we've never done this and that type of thing. No, it, it played a serious role in really tearing down some of the foundations of our marriage. Yeah. It degrades each other. And, and so when we, you know, so, you know, go back now with us four years when we did the 2008. Oh gosh, it's been almost five years now. Wow. <laughs> that's creeping up on us. Um, fall of 2008. When we, it was 2008. Was it? No. It was 2007? Seven. Oh, wow. Okay. Because we've done four, four, seven days of sex challenges. Uh, See, it's been so great since that. I just, I can't even keep up with the numbers. So roughly five years ago, um, when we decided to do the seven days or the 60 days of sex and you know, when it's the two of you for a concentrated period of time, I don't care if it's the seven days of sex or the 60 or, you know, some of you have gone way beyond us. And I mean, we hear all kinds of crazy numbers, which is phenomenal. Um, you really get to a point where there's no room for that extra stuff. Hmm. You're having the conversations, the deep conversations with the one that you're married to. You're seeing them naked every day. You know, you're celebrating who they are, what they look like, how they are in bed. I mean, that's all part of it. And so we've now moved from a place where, you know, we would introduce all kinds of extramarital fantasies. Characters. Characters and whatnot into our marriage bed to the point where now all of our fantasies revolve around each other. Mm Mm-hmm. When Tony, you know, when I create a fantasy or do something, you know, whether it was this spectacular sundress, which I think I've only worn it like once or twice. Who knew it was such a powerful dress? Um, You know, when I'm able to put that dress on and he's, you know, fantasizing about me in that dress, that builds up our marriage. That builds up his desire for me. That builds me up because... You know, he's not saying, oh, her bottom's too big or, you know, or belly, you know, whatever. No, it's, wow, she looks great in that dress. That's Mm. all about me in a good way. And I do want to say to those of you out there, when we were lying in bed last night 
I, I was a little nervous even bringing up those fantasies to Elisa that I was having while we were driving to pick up the kids. And, you know, that's normal for us. You know, I sat there and sort of mold this over in my head was, do I even bring this up? You know, she's not feeling 100%. She seems to be doing better. Do I talk to her about this or not? And I, you know, it's what I say. You know, when, when, when you have fears, your heart starts beating, your hands start sweating, you got to go through them. And knowing that, she may even reject me at this point in time. She, she just may. And I would have been okay with it. It would have hurt. It would have stung a little bit. I would have I would have lived. Let's put it that way. I would have I would not have held um uh, anything against her if she hadn't. You know, I wouldn't have woken up today and been like, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe you did that and this and the other." But anyways, I'm just What did I say instead? What did you say? You what said I, you you said I feel okay. Yeah, I, said, <laughs> I think I said something like I I may be sick, but I'm not dead. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Like, I'm like, I'm a little bit sick. I'm not dead. You know, we can still, we can still just, the point is, is that in the last five years, we've created the ability for the two of us to fantasize about each other. Right. Let, let, let's give them some examples though. Okay. I, I think they may be, so go for it. Oh, you go first. Cause I wasn't expecting you to throw the back, the example thing on me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Sorry, I was having a conversation, then you said examples, okay. and so I'm not there. Finish your conversation, then we'll get to the examples. Now I lost it. So now you just have to go to the examples. All right. So uh, an example may be something to the extent of, oh gosh, now I'm... See? Totally put it on the spot. You know, it has to Thank do you. with, I mean, whether it's, okay, so for example, around Halloween, I mean, there are all those crazy costumes around Halloween. Mm-hmm. Don't worry, about, you know, come home and dress up in one of those. That's you dressed up as the little French maid or the nurse or whomever. You know, you're keeping it, you know, if you're playing the nurse, then it's, oh, let me take care of you. But that's, that's a me and a you. This is not, you know, Nurse Susie mm-hmm. coming into the room to take care of your husband. This is nurse wife mm-hmm. coming in. Or it's, you know, honey, I really love it when, you, you know, there's just, and we talked about, you know, these little turn-ons before, but like when I wear high heels. Mm-hmm. There's just something about the heels that gets Tony's little wheels rolling about me in bed, mm-hmm. you know. And so it's it's looking at that. If for me, I mean, there are just times when he walks out and you know he's got a couple of shirts that really bring out the blues in his eyes, and I'm like, oh, can't wait to get that in bed, um, you know. And I'm just by nature, I, I just tend to do less in, in the fantasy world. Uh, I just, you know. That's just, I'm not wired that way mm. as much as Tony is. It's not to say that I don't. And, you know, I mean, we don't play the, I imagine we're on a desert beach or, you know, you can, I mean, you can fantasize about being in a different location. It doesn't have to just be what you're wearing or, you know, what positions you're trying. You could just take yourselves through verbal cues. And ladies, this is an area where you will excel. I'm being a little stereotypical here, but it's only because I just spent, you know, the weekend in this breakout session with these women and we all talked about how much we talk. Um, so do we. About how much women talk? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I shared with them how I have to use all my words before we can have sex. So did I. <laughs> Fabulous. <laughs> talk about being in sync. Um, but you can create these amazing pictures 
these amazing scenarios in your husband's mind. All you have to do is describe what you see or where you want to see. Like I may not fantasize about him doing something particularly, but I know enough about our marriage, obviously I've lived it for almost 16 years, that I can create fantasies for him. That's a power that I have and a gift that I am able to give him because I can be very verbal. It's a great way for me to use my words and I still have sex. Like Again, when it is be when it is being said, though, the person is always Elisa now. Yes, always. It is. It's Elisa. always an I. Yes, or I'm doing this to you, or mm-hmm. next I'm going to do this to you, or right. we. You know, it's never. You know, there's only a brunette, brown-eyed brunette mm-hmm. in our bedroom. That's right. That's all it is. Um. And, and so it really, you know, now it's because it's just the two of us, because we have very clear boundaries now, and we have talked through the fantasy thing quite extensively over the last five years, um, especially when we started to reflect on where we were and what that felt like versus now when we have fantasy or role play, how that feels and how, you know, and specifically how I feel. Because now I know he's making love to me. Right. You know, I never have to question, oh, is he just, you know, is he imagining something? No, he's only imagining me. It's, it's me. He chose me. That's, that's who's here. You know, and so I don't have to worry about that. When you take that, when you take that, that fear or that worry or that concern, when you start to remove that from your bedroom, guys, I'm telling you, it's going to change the dynamic of your marriage. You know, we're not telling you not to fantasize, not to role play, but you got to keep it healthy. Right. And, and, you know, up to this point, we've talked to, to those of you who have done it possibly in a way that we see isn't very beneficial to your marriage. And we're sharing with a way that we think you should be doing it. So it does build up and honors your marriage for some of you. You may be just going, what the heck are they doing? Like, really? Like, you have to do this? Or you may have given it some thought but would never venture to do it at all. And we're here to say that what happens in your bedroom is between you, your spouse, and God. And it always goes as conservative as the most conservative spouse. So... You're only going to go so far as a most conservative spouse is willing to go. Could be male, could be female. It, it, it depends on what you're going after. We will say that it's fun. And if you've never tried it before because you may be embarrassed, I, I get it. You may be scared or fearful. I get it. I was there last night and I've done it for almost our entire marriage. So I get it, but I will say that it adds another dimension to your marriage. Does it take time? Sure. Are you going to have it right the first time? No. So again, expectations of that first time, if you, if you've never done fantasy or role play together, you know, the expectation don't have it on a high bar lower it you know put it down there so you guys are giving yourselves some leeway to screw up 
And then, you know, be prepared to talk about it at a later date, you know, because there may be laughter. I'm going to, you know, we've had laughter before. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, we talk about this in our book, Stripped Down. You know, we have a whole chapter called Change of Scenery. Right. And this is another way to change your scenery. Mm -hmm. You're changing your mental scenery. You know, so maybe you are in one of those states way up north that gets a ton of snow in the winter. And maybe, you know, come January, when you haven't gotten that lucky ticket out of town, (laughs) maybe you just want to fantasize about being on a deserted island somewhere. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's a change of scenery. You might have to create it, you know, know, maybe turn up the thermostat and you're thinking, ah, you know, that tropical, you know, summer breeze and the heat on our bodies and, and things like, you're creating a fantasy. You know, you may come home from work one day and, uh, you know, you were at the Halloween shop after, after Halloween and so they had all these great costumes on sale and, you know, you suddenly walk out and, you know, you've got your nurse costume on. Okay, that, that creates fantasy. The, the most important thing with fantasy and role play, though, guys, is that it's between the two of you. It's between the two of you. It, it's what works for you. It's only involving the two of you and that you talk about it. You know, when, when it's something new that you're introducing to your, to your marriage bed, things are going to go all over the place. I mean, just be prepared for it. Oh yeah. You know, you'll have some really funny stories you know, those little inside jokes that couples share. Um, when you first start to do this, you'll be creating a few of those funny stories and accept it. Mm hmm. You know, it's part of what keeps the excitement in your marriage. Whether it's just saying, you know what, we're going to turn the heat up and pretend that we're someplace tropical or creating that really strong verbal image for your spouse. Right. You, if you want to, you can do this. Again, you only go as far as the most conservative spouse. Right. Right. Totally. I wish we could give some examples right now. I, I am racking my brain for like things or phrases we say to each other when we're in those moments. But I, I honestly got to say, guys, that is such an interesting time when we are making love that I think it only happens there. <laughs> it's kind of it, it really is kind of like a selective memory. It, it really is because you're so emotionally and mentally engaged in that particular space and time. Right, and it usually heightens as we go along. So to just go to just say something like, um, "Wow, when you," so say we're we're together. And I'm saying something to the extent of, you know, as you walk down the beach naked, your your beautiful body. I, I got to tell you guys, it loses something when he's sitting across the mics from me doing this. <laughs> it does because there's a crescendo that ends up happening. Would you agree? It's it's sort of it, it, it's sort it's of part of the moment, right? It, it sort of crescendos though. It, it, it yes. starts sort of, you know, we're here. We're doing this. And, and each stage, Big it, word. it heightens. Crescendo. That was nice. It just came out of nowhere. <laughs> Sorry. I just, I had to laugh because it was kind of like role playing on the Facebook page today. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. Bread Get and butter roll. Yes. Well, it's a roll. It's a roll. <laughs> what kind of roll you got? It's a roll. So what we hope 
from this show that you want to do some fantasizing, but you're doing it in a way that is honoring and builds up your marriage and doesn't destroy it. It doesn't put down either the husband or the wife because it can go either way. You know, women, wives can also be fantasizing about that hot fireman, you know, or policeman or whoever else, bodybuilder, what, whoever it might be. And you're putting your fantasies upon your husband and he's not meeting those expectations so that you can get off. Mm-hmm. Either way, husband or wife doing it, it's detrimental. What we do hope, though, is that if you engage in fantasizing with each other, that you are engaging in a fantasy that is with your spouse. It is all about them. And by doing that, you are hiding that sexual intimacy that the two of you have and taking you to a place that only the two of you have, only the two of you know about. And we really do believe and hope that by doing that, you are honoring each other, that you're building your marriage, that you are communicating during this time and having a lot of fun because that's what it's about. In the end, it's about having a lot of fun and just being joyful with each other and loving it. When Elise and I were done yesterday and la- or last night, I remember us just getting out of bed, just going, that was darn good. And I, I don't know if we gave each other high fives, but there are many a nights when we do give each other high fives because <laughs> we are just so proud of ourselves. And you know, we got it. Well, it's good. You got to pat each other on the back. It's, exactly. You know, keeps it good. All right, you guys go out there, go have some fantasies with each other, go role play with each other. We hope you had a great time this evening. You can catch us at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. We'd love to hear from you guys. So if any of you have any questions, concerns, comments, please, you can put it here on the on the episode, episode 125. We want to hear your comments. That's where the action's happening. If you have something that is just specific to you and you want Elise and I to read it, we will respond when we get time. Info at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. We haven't had any callers in a long time. I, I think a lot of you guys are are, uh, are hiding out. Give us a call, 858-876-5663. Let us know what you think. Tell us how One Extraordinary Marriage is impacting your marriage. What are you doing to impact your marriage? What are we sharing with you that is impacting your marriage? And with that... You guys have yourselves a fantastic week. We love you. 